money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Been doing market updates just to shed some light on uh, where we've been, number one, and also shed some light on where we're going. So, uh, Wayne Gretzky, some of you guys know, very famous hockey player, he says uh, when it comes to hockey, he says, I don't skate to where the puck is, I skate to where the puck is going to be, and I skate there really, really fast. So, for us as real estate investors, it's important to apply that principle as well. And the best way to know what direction the puck is going is to look at the trajectory that it's been going on over the last several months. So we'll share that with you guys as we go through the presentation tonight. And I will tell you that this is uh, uh, the best year. 2021 was the best year in terms of our total sales. Our total sales were up 6.1% versus where they were in 2020. We sold over 416,000 units here in Texas. And our sales price uh, was up 18.1%. This is for all of Texas. Uh, and it ended last year, um, uh, ended December last year at $372,700. What do you think the predictions are for our full year forecast for 2022? I know we're just in January, but what are you guys thinking we're gonna see in the market in terms of, in terms of our sales? So Carolyn said, break down, uh, gonna possibly go down. Um, I think another woman said probably break even, right? Um, why, why did you say go down? Why did you say break even? It, someone said interest rates are going up. The prices are going up. What else? Inventory. That's the only reason. I don't think interest rates are gonna stop us. Um, I don't think interest rates are gonna stop us. But inventory, I think, is the only thing that might uh, result in us not selling as many houses in 2022 as what we've sold in 2021. Uh, that being said, I'm still bullish on what we will achieve in 2022, but I don't think our number of sales will go up as high as it did, even though we'll surpass the number of properties that we sold in 2021. I don't think we're gonna be at 6.1%. I'm hoping that we'll be at about 5%. And the reason is only because of inventory. Listen, we've been in a market where the housing prices have been going up since roughly 2011, 2012 is when we first turned the corner on the last market cycle. Uh, we've also been in uh, markets where we've seen the interest rates go up. And usually we see a short term one, maybe two months slowdown in terms of uh, the number of sales, but then after that, it keeps going. So you will be surprised to see if you look back historically at interest rates and average prices, that average prices don't go down even when interest rates are going up. 
If you want to see some examples of that, go back, for example, to the 1980s, where some of you guys with no hair or gray hair were getting loans that were somewhere between 15 and 18 plus percent, right? Were we still selling a bunch of homes in that time period? And the answer was yes. Uh, going back to when I first started investing in real estate, the, the uh, interest rates were around seven uh, to eight percent, right? So were home sales still going up? And the answer is yes. Uh, what will stop home sales from going up? That would include a, a, prob a major problem in the economy, number one, and uh, people stop moving to Texas from California, number two. <laughs> and I really don't see either of those two things happening anytime soon. So uh, as a result, uh, I am very bullish on the uh, price forecast for 2022. I think it will surpass what we had in 2021, uh, and it will probably be up by 20%. So for those of you guys who own rental properties or own a homestead uh, here in Texas, congratulations. You've already had a great last year or last couple of years. I think it's going to continue to go in that direction primarily because we don't have the inventory to support the amount of demand that we have in the marketplace and real estate prices uh, follow the basic laws of economics supply and demand as supply as demand goes up and supply goes down yes we are going to see an increase in prices and are we in a state in the market where we are building more houses we're building more houses the only problem is last year we built 170,000 houses the year before. We only, we built 160,000 houses. So we added a whopping 10,000 units between 2020 and 2021. That's weak. We could easily add another 50,000 units and still be short on our supply. I want to give you guys a little perspective about this. So what does that tell you the inventory situation is going to be like for the next several years? It's going to be down. We're not going to have the inventory. There's several different factors that are part of this. Uh, one of the big one is um, the Dodd-Frank regulation that came into effect after the 2008 uh, boom and bust. One of the things that they did was to stop home, uh, home builders from doing stupid stuff. They said, we will only allow you to get so many what? Loans, loans on lots. So if you can't get a banker to give you a loan on a lot, how in the world are you gonna be able to develop more houses than what you did last year, okay? We are only just now building more houses than what we built in 2006. Yet we're selling almost $100,000 more houses. So we have some government regulation. Whenever you guys hear the words, we're from the government and we're here to help, <laughs> know, just know that something's probably not going to go right for you guys, okay? So that's something that we are currently suffering through uh, to make you guys aware. All right, let's look at those uh, December uh, final results. So this is the summary for Texas. Uh, December 2021 versus December of 2020, the average sales price was up 16%. Uh, the number of properties we sold in December was actually down, but it was only down 2%. Now, uh, it was down because 20, 
20 did not have the normal distribution curve when it comes to sales. 2020 did not have the normal distribution curve. Oh, thank you. Uh, when it comes to sales. Uh, so when we are comparing 2021, it probably would have been better, especially for the last half of the year, to compare it more to 2019, which had the normal distribution curve when it comes to selling houses. Uh, so what that means is uh, 2020 got a late start, but ended the year selling more houses than we've ever sold in some of those last couple of months, meaning that instead of going up in summer and going down for those winter months, it went down in the normal spring selling season, jumped up and then stayed up for the rest of the year. So it's not on that normal distribution curve that you see um, houses selling. 2021, more like that normal year. Uh, some of the big things that I want to point out as well, and I'm gonna point it out on a separate graph that looks, looks similar, but all of this at uh, the top part is full year data. Uh, full year data for 2020. So again, you can see all of the numbers for 2020 um, and specifically uh, the number of sales up that 6.1%. Months of inventory, 1.2 months of inventory. Probably all of you guys are familiar with the other metric that I have on that left-hand side in the middle, days on market. Days on market is how long it takes the lucky properties that actually make it to the closing line to sell, right? Uh, months of inventory basically is uh, the way that you can understand that equation is if we stopped listing houses today based on the buyer demand that we've had, the average buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, in 1.2 months we would be completely out of an inventory of homes for sale. Some of you guys may say, okay, that's great, Shanoa, what does that mean? Or why do I care about that? Well, because our historical average is closer to six months of inventory. So that goes to show how little inventory we have in this market. And some markets are even less than this 1.2 uh, month supply. Nevertheless, I am for forecasting a 5% increase in sales. We were able to pull it out last year with not too dissimilar inventory at 1.7 months. We will be adding more houses, uh, not that much more, uh, because as you can see, we're selling 416,000 units. Uh, an additional 10,000 new builds is not going to push the needle in the way that we need that needle pushed. And that's why, again, I think that average price will be up about 20% because we still have incredible demand because of all the companies that are moving here and all the people that are moving here. And even though interest rates are up, get some perspective, people. Come on. Right? See my investing when interest rates were 15%, were 10%, were 7%, were 8%, were 5%, right? It's all relative. Still, even if they go up one full percent, it will reduce our, it will reduce someone's buying power by about 11%. But we've seen these increases in interest rates before, and have we seen decreases in the number of sales, or have we seen decreases in the average price? And the answer is no, we have not. Now, if people stop moving to Texas, and if we stop making jobs, right? Then yes, we will have a problem, but there's no forecast for that at least over the next 12 months. So I want to uh, have you show you guys that as well. Now let's talk about San Antonio. So last month in December, uh, average sales price was up 15% at 363,000. Closed sales were down. They were only down 1% and realized that we were operating on a 1.3 month supply of inventory here in San Antonio. So basically if we stop listing houses today based on the 
average buyer demand, in 1.3 months, we would be completely out of an inventory of homes for sale. Uh, Year-to-date uh, data in San Antonio, the year-to-date sales were up 5% versus last year, and that year-to-date average price was up 16% versus last year. So uh, very strong performance uh, here in San Antonio. In Austin, last month, the average price was up 25% year-over-year to 605000 So that's why people in San Antonio all of a sudden have a lot of new people from Austin. <laughs> yes, yeah. Some of you guys may say, no, we're close. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's, trickling, it's trickling from the west, from California, and then it's trickling down to San Antonio is what's happening. Uh, uh, last month in Austin, closed sales were down 4.6%, primarily because Austin is operating on 0.6 months of inventory. So basically, if they stop listing houses, they've got about a two, two, two and a half week run of inventory on the market. Um, last year, the uh, year to date numbers, sales were up. They were only up two and a half percent. The fact that they were up two and a half percent on 0.6 months of inventory gives me hope for the rest of Texas, which is operating on almost double that inventory to forecast about a 5% increase. Uh, Year-to-date price in Austin was up 29.3% last year. In Dallas and Fort Worth, the average price was up 17% to $425,000. Closed sales were down last month. Um, Also, Dallas operating on a 1.4-month supply of inventory. And the year-to-date sales in Dallas, Dallas was the only market that saw a decrease in year-to-date sales, but it's only by 1%. And again, because we had such a wild ride at the end of 2020, uh, don't beat Dallas up too hard because of that. It's still a really good, uh, still a really good 2021. And their year-to-date average price was up 20%. And the Houston market, uh, the sales price was up 13.5% to $392,000 uh, in December. Sales were down 2% in December. Uh, they're also operating on very little inventory at 1.4 months of inventory. The year-to-date sales in Houston was the highest of all of the major markets in Texas, up 10.3%. The year-to-date average price was up 16%. Does this guy tell you guys where the puck has been? and give you a little bit of an idea about where the puck is going, right? So this is why we study this, this is why we look at this, this is why we learn from this, this is how we make decisions based on this knowledge about building starts, based on this knowledge about uh, forecast in terms of the number of people that are moving here, and how we make money in real estate as uh, sophisticated real estate investors working together at Texas Rias. And guys, I do have a little bit of a special announcement for you all as we go through the rest of the meeting. And that is this. So over the last two years, we have been given the ability to rethink what we do as part of Texas RIAs. So when we first started Texas RIAs, basically what we would do is we'd get together every month and we'd say, hey, join us every single month. We'll see you. We'll give you more knowledge, right? More skills, more information about what's happening in the market, what strategies work now, what does not work any longer, what to watch out for, what rules and laws have changed, et cetera. And basically, at that rate, at meeting at about three, three and a half hours uh, once a month, after somewhere between one to three years, you would have enough information to be a successful real estate investor. But what we realized is that most of you guys don't have that much time to wait to learn every single thing about real estate investing. So as we rethought how we deliver knowledge to you guys, instead of inviting you back to meeting after meeting, month after month, 
we've just downloaded all of the knowledge that we want to share with you that would take us about three years into about 25 uh, to 30 hours over the course of a weekend together. And what that looks like is this. Uh, we'll go through the 12 strategies that we've used over the many years we've been investing in real estate uh, because strategies change as markets change. So it's our goal not just to teach you how to invest in the market as it is today, but also teach you how to not have to update your res resume and therefore give you different strategies that work in all of the different markets. So we'll talk about what some of those things are. In fact, uh, Phil, my husband's about to come up here and share some of that with you as well. We'll talk about the marketing campaigns that you need to use to be able to find those off-market deals. Because let me tell you something, my friends, your deal is not on the MLS. Your deal has not been on the MLS for probably about the last five to eight years, okay? So if you're thinking that's where you're gonna get your deal, you're gonna be sadly disappointed. It's gonna be a long row until you basically give up. So we're gonna share with you some of the different strategies that we've used to be able to find deals off market uh, before they get to the MLS. We'll also talk about some of the sales and closing scripts. So some of you guys that were here for uh, the mastermind, the tribal knowledge, you learn a couple of new skills when it comes to negotiating, right? Uh, so we'll share some of those different things that we've learned after talking to over a thousand sellers over almost two decades. And we'll give you some advice on partnering with other local experts that are part of the Real Estate Investor Association, getting access to the funding that you might need to be able to fund your deal. And you guys can get started and get signed up for it uh, with this QR code right here. Uh, or you can go to texasstarterkit.com. I recommend that now would be a good time to do that because for those of you guys who get signed up tonight, we have a free blueprint that we're gonna be sharing with you. So it's that three foot by two foot blueprint that goes through the 272 different things that we've learned since we've started investing in real estate. And I will tell you, so one of the things that I told my husband uh, many months ago is, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, give you guys a little special, and that is this. Um, so listen, it's too good to be true. So this is the thing, this is what I told my husband. I think I made a mistake. I said, as long as we are wearing this thing, I want to do this workshop for free. Now, when I said that, I had no idea that two years we would be doing that. Uh, so um, I may be changing my tune if we are still wearing a mask uh, by the end of March of this year. So what that means is get it while it's hot and free because it's not gonna be hot and free forever. Uh, so we will start charging for it again uh, and start charging for membership again, um, hopefully when these are gone from our, uh, our lives. So uh, love to get you guys signed up for it. Yeah, pull out your phones. Uh, there's a QR code. We're gonna ask you a couple of questions because we're gonna help you with your personal blueprint for your real estate investing. So kind of get to know you and figure out where you are and where you're looking to go as a real estate investor. And we have several workshops uh, set up for you guys. So we have one in Austin, that's March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, the next one that we have coming up though is Dallas and Fort Worth, February 18, 19, and 20, and Houston, February 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, you guys notice we've got some cool technology here, yes? Some of you guys may, have, may or may not have noticed this. This allows us to do it both live and in person as well as online. 
So if you can't make it physically to one of these events, you can join us online. We'll set up a Zoom link. If you can join us physically, you'll get to network with us, spend some time with us, ask us all sorts of questions about real estate investing and just kind of be part of the greater uh, tribe and proximity is power. You might get that question answered that you may not have gotten answered just kind of being on Zoom. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.